0: Listening to Talker Spirit Enemy Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is a mailbag episode. We are getting piled up on questions, and so I figured it'd be a good time to relax, chill, and uh, get some really good questions in here to give our opinions on certain things that people are asking directly about. And there wasn't really too much crazy stuff happening. Well, technically, two two crazy things happened over the last week that we could probably cover next week on discussional. But yeah, we had Fire Force season three was confirmed, and Crunchyroll got Chainsaw Man, which they say they're going to be streaming later this year. So at least another confirmation that Chainsaw Man's coming this year. But yeah, that, that's pretty much the big the big things to make sure you guys know that stuff. But anyway, like I said, mailbag episode, pretty relaxed episode. I, I'm sure if you're not too into question answer kind of stuff, you might be like, ugh, never mind this episode. But stick around because like I said, sometimes people ask them questions that really get in some Deep philosophical stuff that we get into, so I I think that sometimes we get better discussion happening when there's a good question, so we'll see. Sometimes they're goofy questions, but that that always kind of breaks the breaks the ice here and there. There so you go. That's always good. Like I said, we technically opened up the Discord and got a flood of questions there, and they're getting, you know, one or two months old, so I don't want to wait, let them sit there too long, so we'll get into some, but... As usual, we're at talkofspirit.com. That's where you can go to actually submit questions. There's a contact us button there. Also, there's a link to our Discord, so you can go there and put the questions. So many ways that you can submit questions to us, just like these lovely people did. So let's jump right into it. I guess we'll start with the email submitted questions. We have one from Drew. says, to Chris and Andrew, I've just discovered your podcast, and I'm impressed with how informed you both are. Well, We're deceiving them really well. (laughs) Well we are <laughs> during your next podcast episode oops I would love to hear your three biggest worries concerns for both the anime industry as a whole and specifically longtime fans before anime hit the mainstream. Of course, I would enjoy hearing what has your you both most optimistic for the future of anime. Uh, I wish both of you uh, well and e- eagerly await your next episode. Sorry again for not having it in our next episode it doesn't <laughs> unfortunately it doesn't work like that but still anyway yeah so your 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 three most biggest concerns and your optimistics of the future for for anime as an industry I, I think we've hit on this quite a few times kind of sprinkled around but I guess specifically hitting on them uh biggest concerns three biggest concerns um obviously gatekeeping and censorship. Which I think is a big thing right now because obviously Sony has bought pretty much the biggest companies that were streaming anime into the West, and there's a lot of concerns around them Gaking, keeping, gatekeeping what comes over, and yes, possibly telling the companies in Japan, you know, make sure this is less risky than you think it should be. Now, granted, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot to be said about the inability for them to really dictate that stuff. But you still have cases like interspecies reviewers and stuff that get licensed over here. Then they deem it's not worthy to be on their platform. And then we don't get it until way later when a company like Critical Mass does a physical release of it. So that's that's obviously the biggest concerns. I, I don't necessarily think that Crunchyroll slash Funimation slash Sony have control over these companies. It's just that when you do dictate that, hey, you can get a lot of money If you change a couple things and we actually license it from you, otherwise we're not going to, it makes companies think differently. And that's always a big concern, obviously. Other than that, um, some other two ones. I I guess there is a concern around physical distribution. There's a lot of titles, especially now that Crunchyroll is the main platform. Uh, Funimation was pretty good in the idea that they did have a lot of releases. Whenever shows came out, you would often see them do physical releases as well. But now that Crunchyroll is technically the main company. Crunchyroll doesn't really have any urge to do physical distribution. Now the hope is that Funimation still connected to Crunchyroll will still do physical distribution, but we're not seeing that. Over the last year since the buyout, we're not seeing that. It seems like a lot of physical distribution is taking a back seat to a lot of things. I mean, what's the thing? <laughs> I just literally brought this up to somebody the other day, my regular rant. Where is Mushoku Tensei? It's literally the biggest show last year. I mean, put aside what everybody wanted to hide the fact that it was that popular. If you look at most top lists, Mushoku Tensei is number one. It was a big show, no matter if you want to acknowledge it or not. And if you didn't like it, that's fine. But it's still, where's the physical distribution of it? Like, where is this? This is like, this is over a year and a half old at this point. And plenty of other shows from last year have been released physically. Mushoku Tensei, Crickets. I kind of have a concern about a lot of titles that I really love not getting physical distribution no more. Um, it's been kind of a thing that's ha- – it was really big at some point. Everything was getting physical distribution. I mean, Obviously, Sentai Filmworks, when they get stuff, they obviously always do because that's it's kind of like a big part of their company. Funimation, it was a big part of their company. Crunchyroll? No. And I, I kind of see that happening, and I'm a huge fan of physical distribution. I, I'm a huge fan of owning physically something and not worrying about it being removed from websites – but we're starting to get to a point now where that's it's a big question mark at this point. And something like Mushoku Tensei really deserves to have a physical release because of the quality of it. You don't want that it's been encoded and stuck on some website with some degradation happening to it to make it not take up you know sixty gigabytes of space just to stream it. There, there's degradation that happens with that encoding and streaming process that I don't necessarily think is Mushoku Tensei deserves to be like. Best quality possible, and that's that's obviously something that I'm concerned about. I'll think on my last one, but positivity. I'm always positive. I, I think that we are getting more anime than ever before. Um, that means that we have yes. One concern is that we do have a lot of isekai and stuff, but we're getting a lot of stuff. I mean, I, even I was watching a video from somebody. I wish I remember their name on the top of my head because I would love to give them a shout out. Um, this one lady, she does like a lot of shoujo stuff, and she was talking about the 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 decorated the lack of adaptations that's happening with shonen an, or shojo anime that we're seeing a decline in it and i kind of agree when i look back in the past things that are specifically labeled as shoujo has seen a decline and i, I am concerned because of that I'm, I'm concerned that some things are getting lifted up while other things are dropping but that's typically what you get with a lot of trends They see the trends, they know this is what sells, and they're going for it. Obviously, shonens are always going to sell. Obviously, isekai right now are selling really well. And those trends often block out other things. But with the plethora of 40-plus shows a season, you have more of a capability of getting something that you want. In a season with 40 animes, you're probably going to find something that works for you. If you're a sports fan, you're going to find um, awashi. If you are, yes, an isekai fan, you're going to find plenty of stuff to work with. You know, Skeleton in Another World or something like that. Um, there's always something that's going to be for somebody. And I do like that. The fear that I have, and I guess this will be my third one, is that we're... I, I almost feel like we're going to get a bubble. Like, we're in a bubble right now. It's going to pop. Like, we are getting so much content. 40-plus shows a season. I feel that either the... Not everything's going to get attention. Some things are going to fall apart. Some studios are going to face issues because there's so much stuff out there, and people only have so much time to watch the shows. There's there's barely anybody out there that's going to watch all 40 of these shows. Now, the hope is that there's plenty of people that will watch, you know, one of each of these four show, 40 shows in a good quality am- a quantity amount, but I do feel sometimes when we look at each season that we're going to run into that big bubble that's going to pop. But yeah, I... I think it's still positive, though, because we have plenty of stuff to work with. There's plenty of content. There's also a lot of really cool projects coming out, such as the redoing of Fruits Basket and hopefully hopefully Spice and Wolf. But um, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it seems like everything points to that we have a plethora of content and a lot of really quality content that's coming out that's really exciting to kind of dive into this, this year overall is absolutely fantastic and there's a lot of stuff coming out that i think a lot of people are super excited about so your three biggest worries i give you plenty of time to think so hopefully you have plenty of stuff hopefully but you're probably thinking the same road as i am with some of the stuff
1: generally um i definitely reflect um your your statement about the gatekeeping. i think that that is a big concern but it's also a bigger concern um the reason why I say it reflects is because mostly it, it's it's a it's a smaller symptom of a bigger problem that is actually in the bigger bigger world. There, the I, I think that one of my biggest concerns is easily the culture war, war in general. Another concern that I definitely have is the economic impact of the last few years. I've already started hearing uh, rumors of um, of. Uh, Japan's economy uh, having some really big problems on the horizon. So, I'm definitely concerned about quite a few things that are going on um, in the world, and I think that those will affect um, our fandom in general. I don't want to be too doom and gloom, so but uh, to to uh, kind of go on, uh, piggyback off of what Andrew said, I'm definitely excited about um, how much stuff is coming out. There's 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 so many things that are. That 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 I'm super excited about that are that are coming down the pipe and and it can only get better from here. I mean, I definitely love a lot of the um, the shows, the 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 vast selection of things that we've got going on. I'm also concerned about the fact that, um, like what with yeah with, with, with what Andrew was saying about the the idea of this kind of bubble. Yeah, we we've seen that once already, and and I, we would hope that. Um, a lot of these these companies are at least aware of what they're doing, mostly in the aspect of when when we've f- seen the first uh, anime bubble, it was it was it was mostly just too much production. There was so much, way money, too flo- much money, yeah, yeah, way, way too, too much funny. money flowing through the system, and and eventually people just kind of got burned out, and a lot of stuff started falling through the cracks, and then a lot of these companies, and this is why we had such a hard time. Getting the Japanese companies to want to re uh restart uh, the fandom industry, you know so when we're sitting here staring at at it basically from um just the general gist of what we've seen over the time that we've been in this fandom, we're sitting here staring at it and and watching it happen again just in a slightly different way.
0: Yeah, I would say like the difference now to then is that you have a lot more content, a lot more shows being produced at cheaper cost. Whereas back then it was a lot more cost put into, you know, a select few shows, but it was a lot of money. I mean, they were they were seeing a huge amount of success and there was a lot of money flowing in their economy at the time and it just it fell apart at some point. It, people realized that they didn't have the money for it, or they just got burnt out, or too much content, and it just it just broke itself. And they weren't really making the money back. They were technically pumping into this stuff. I mean, again, we talked about extensively the things like Evangelion and escafloni these these shows and movies, uh, Akita and stuff. They were pumping tons of money into this stuff. So, and it's something that really hasn't been able to, you know. Sustain itself, except for things like Ghibli. Ghibli's like been the only thing that they can put a bunch of money into something and still get that return on it. You can't get that from a regular television show, so
1: it's just quantity over costs. we back then
0: it was cost over quantity. So
1: yeah, we would hope that that they're at, at least just feeling out and only pushing themselves so far that they go, okay, this is a little bit too far, and then the, they they'll control their their landing per se. So I I'm I'm excited about the amount that they're bringing out because like Andrew had said that 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 gives a lot of stuff for everybody to have something. Um but at the same time I am uh cautious about the the trends that I'm seeing and and I hope that they they're like I said controlling their landing when they do hit that that kind of barrier in it. it, It's one of those things that it's, it's ephemeral. It's not something they can just see. Okay. This is the, the limit of shows that we can watch. So my, my hope is all the, all the shows in the world. And my, my caution is be careful with what you wish for.
0: I like that. Your email is re champ. I'm kind of curious if that's like a reference to gotcha games. But thanks, Drew. appreciate the question. Again, sorry that it wasn't our next podcast. Like I said, typically what we do is when people send in questions, it gets put in the list. And as we get to them with discussionals, we get it. So we don't do questions on every podcast. Zachary wrote in and said, do you think there'll come a time where manga artists would draw original NFTs featured, uh, featuring some of their famous characters? Wow, this email did not age well. <laughs> this email did not age well. Um. Okay. I, I, yes, it's happening already. It, it, it now famous uh, is another, another question. You know, of course, you didn't necessarily uh, specify that, but yeah, there. Tokyo Otaku Mode has been doing that for a while. They had like this whole. Uh, they had their own coin at some point, but then they started getting the NFTs themselves, and they started creating this whole NFT character project thing. Um, Technically, here a few weeks ago, we had this big explosion of uh, controversy around the fact that Bleach, the Bleach Mangaka themselves, got involved with NFTs. I will clarify because, unfortunately, it was reported incorrectly by a couple sources. He's not selling an NFT. It's just that Shueisha themselves are essentially selling art of Bleach. On a physical print that is designed to last a long time. It's on material and stuff that has been apparently material that was used in the past that has a long age to it. They're using a printing method with inks and stuff all to make this print something that's gorgeous plus last a long time. We're talking like a thousand years. So it's something that you would pass down generation to generations. Now, the part where the NFT comes in – and this is why everybody was wrongfully reporting this – They're not selling the NFT. They're selling you the artwork, the physical artwork, but they're going to attach that artwork to an NFT that you will get at the same time that will go on the blockchain so that it will last. You you basically get a receipt that will last forever and ever because it's on the blockchain. It's a proof of ownership. It's like a receipt. They're giving you an, an NFT as a receipt. So, again... They're not necessarily selling an NFT of Bleach, that they're selling a Bleach art with an NFT, and that is technically one of the biggest mangakas out there, obviously being the creator of of Bleach and his artwork. But, yeah, I I haven't seen... I'm still waiting for that moment. Honestly, Square Enix seems like they're super into NFTs right now. They've apparently sold all their big companies, like the ones that were behind, like, Tomb Raider and stuff, and they said they're going to be focusing on NFTs, which... Got to help y'all. <laughs> um, they feel like that's a future they want to get into. So maybe things that are within the Square Enix property, which, yes, they do a lot of publications for manga and they have lights to a lot of stuff, including, I think, uh, High Score Girl was technically a Square Enix property. Um, we might see a lot of that stuff start to pop up with NFTs. And I think my prediction right now is that, yes, Shueisha is probably dipping their feet. So technically they are the first and they will probably do more. But I think uh you're gonna I think the worst of it you're gonna start seeing is with Square Enix first. I think they're probably going to jump right into that stuff and we're gonna start seeing NFTs popping up for them. And I don't know good luck to them. I don't see it being a, a thing that people are gonna jump to. Uh, it's got a lot of negativity behind it, but I leave it at that. Like we get enough <laughs> people get really mad when you talk about this stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, and it's such a small group. It's not like I'm saying it's a large group or anything. It's just a group of people that they want it. I mean, we we talked about this before. It's just that there there there's there's good uses for it. We acknowledge that. And we always try to stay in the middle area, but there's times where I'm like, "No, if I'm a, if I see a scam, I'm going to call it out." Yeah, that's what it what it really comes down to is I it, mean, it, technically I defended the whole Swisha thing. I, I seen it for what it was. Everybody People, was going immediately. This is a scam. Shueisha is selling bleach NFTs. And I'm like, well, let's look into it first. And I looked into it and I said, no, it's not what that's doing. You guys are You guys are bashing
1: it. And it's not necessarily what you think it is. I was defending it in that case. It, it, it's one of those frustrating things. People will key in on one specific thing that we say and automatically assume that we're... You got to be on one side or the other yeah, in the cream. That's and, and how that's, the world works anymore, Chris. Exactly. And, and that's that's the frustrating thing is I, I personally, I lo- I love the concept of it. I, I love the idea of Bitcoin. I've said this over and over and over and over again. I have an issue with the what Andrew was talking about uh, where a physical equals digital until they fix that issue right there. I will always be on the fence on, uh, on it. I'm not going to go a hundred percent on one side or the other at this point because I, I see both sides. I love the concept. I love the, um, the, the technology. I don't like the transferring digital to, um, to physical. It, it, and with just everything, a, people exploit this stuff. Yeah, just having a tag does not make it suddenly therefore fixed the problem. No, it does not work like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but when it comes down to it, will they do it? Yes, probably. Mostly because it is um an another avenue to make money, and I think that's the um. The driver, and as long as there is money to be made there, they will go that direction. Unfortunately, I do believe that there is a um, pumping, for lack of a better term, they're 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 pumping a bubble ahead of time that doesn't need to be pumped. It needs to move more naturally. Yeah. Um. I I don't. That's why I said that's the that's the exploitation. Exactly. It can't grow because there's too many people gaining from it. Exactly. There's you're you there's there's a lot of people that are excited about it. And those people who are the early adopters are getting taken advantage of. And this is the the biggest issue that this time frame has right now. Um, early adopters, for, for, for those I, – I, most people can kind of gather what this is. So forgive me for sounding a little bit like I'm up on top of a hill and trying to educate everybody because I'm not. standing <laughs> there with the two tablets. Let me tell you about <laughs> NFTs. When, Thou shall not pump and dump. <laughs> early adopters are the people who get excited about this stuff. We need those people. We really do because they're the people who are going to push us into the next – the next era of whatever it is. Um, you wouldn't have flat screen TVs if there wasn't somebody who was willing to pay $3 million for a prototype version of the first flat screen TV. You wouldn't have Blu-rays if it weren't for people doing
0: naughty stuff together. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. but that's We, we know porn
1: uh, <laughs> porn innovates everything. Exactly. Um, but we need early adopters. So don't automatically assume that all early adopters are idiots. They, they are, they're they not. They're the people who get most excited about this stuff. And we need them. We also need the people who are the basically the financial structure. We need those people because they're the ones who, when the early adopters get excited about something, if they f- uh, dump a whole bunch of money into it and they lose, we still need the people in the background that are going, okay, now that you've gotten rid of most of your kinks now we will invest in it so we need both um, the people who h- hold back and the people who are excited about everything so n- right now we're in that phase when it comes to nfts of people like me who are going I love the idea but at the same time there's issues there's there's big issues that I am concerned about you have all these different phases of people all through the, the line. The, the people who are early adopters who are excited, they can get money, a lot of money. And there's also the early adopters who are not going to get a lot of money. They're going to the, – that are going to fail. And then you have the, the next level of people who are like see, sees the first the first issues, try to, tries to fix a lot of those issues. And then they may make money and then some of them may not make money. And then there's the third line of defense. You, so you've got all, this entire chain of people who are trying to make this thing work. Um, but trashing each other all through the line, people need to fail. We need people to fail because they learn from their mistakes and they, they, they can see the issues and then they fix those issues. But at the same time, we also need the people who were holding out until the last second. As much as you can't stand them because they're not the early adopters, you need them. Because they're the ones who are holding back the longest and they're the ones who are going to clean up the big old mess at the end and they're going to make it into something viable. So for all of the craziness that's involved in NFTs, like I said, yes, manga artists are going to do it at some point. If they haven't already, they're going to do it and we're going to get something really amazing out of it. When all the the dust settles and all the craziness is done – we're going to get something really cool, really amazing out of NFTs um, that that we're going to be really excited and happy that, that it was made at some point. I think the question mark
0: really does come up from that, to,
1: to circle that back to that as
0: well, is there is a big concern about how viable the NFTs are. Like, let's let's take the example that, yeah, so some great manga artist creates an NFT for an original art and they put it up there. Here's the problem that comes: is yes, there's the there's the joke. Right click, save as. How do you how do you in a digital sphere when everything's reproduced? Do you have any real ownership of it? Oh yeah, it's yes, it's, it's attached to the blockchain. Who cares? Most people are not going to care. They're going to right click, save it. They're going to get a copy of it somehow. There, it, it it does it does mean that you own it, that piece of art, you own it. That's for sure. And then when they get the metaverse, you can stick it up on your wall. That's fantastic but everybody else is going to use it. It's not going to be just yours. And the other, the problem that other comes from that as well is you're buying the NFT, but since there's no regulations around the blockchain, there's no regulations around NFTs, do you even own it? Because at any point, the creator of it can sell it again. There's no legal binding contract. Yes, they're going to lose face if they sell it again, but they're going to sell it again. They they still own that. They'll maybe change it a little bit and they can sell it again. They still technically own that property. There's nothing legally binding them that they cannot use their own property in another way. They're selling you that NFT, but you just bought that NFT. You're not buying an exclusivity. You're not buying that property. You're not buying Bleach, if that's the case. You're not buying Ichigo's character if he's in there. You're not buying anything that actually
1: says that you own anything within that. No, no, no! You're no. just no, buying Andrew. that NFT. No, Andrew, you don't understand. You're you're buying the pixel perfect five million by five million pixel graphic, and so therefore, you, you're not getting the save as, which is the one that they put on Twitter. You're getting the original five million by five million pixel right. perfect version that you can put in your metaverse <laughs> that somebody will screenshot them together
0: <laughs> my friend screenshot at my nfts and, but no my whole point is like in and then when you get there you go where is it stored there's the big question mark where is it stored is it on a server that shawesha has and if that server goes down at some point poof i mean that's the concern that's the big struggle that you kind of face with a lot of that stuff is that there's no regulations to it and there's no restrictions. And so it's again, it's technically like a Wild West thing. And so it, it does make it a little concern there. We need to go away from NFT NFT talk. I'm <laughs> gonna make an entire podcast on
1: NFT stuff. And that and that that is a lot of what I, I'm talking about. Getting it from the digital to the physical. There there's there's always going to be that kind of buffer until we figure yeah. out how to fix that issue. It, it it everything's in the in the air. Yeah.
0: In the cloud. Thanks, Zachary, for making us talk about NFTs again. I'm sure people are sick of it. I'm going to have to put it like a timestamp so people can jump forward. No, there's of NFT stuff. Again. i jump forward. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Otaku Trucker writes in and says, Hey, guys, I'm a loyal listener going on two years. Thanks so much for listening to us that long. I'm surprised we haven't scared you off yet. First off, I love the podcast. It helps when my work days fly by. If my name uh, I put in there wasn't an indication enough, I'm a truck driver. And, um... And while you guys are always running on for hours and apologizing for it, but for me, it's amazing seeing as I drive and listen for hours and hours. I wish we could probably give you 24-7 coverage, but unfortunately we can't.
1: Before you get to his question, I'm going to say this real quick. Um, Me and Andrew, our, our dad was a diesel mechanic. I love truckers. You guys are awesome. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, mad
0: respect, mad respect. I was actually some at some point really kind of wanted to become a trucker because I I'm I love I'd enjoy
1: driving. So it, I'm scared I, of truck. Kind of, or, I'm scared of driving a truck. I bump it, the- <laughs> and that's the fear. It's
0: like I I'm not scared of trucks. So
1: I'm scared of driving a
0: truck. <laughs> like like the, the the fear that our dad kind of instilled in us. This idea that like truckers, in a lot of cases, like you wreck, it's your your career's done. Like it, the the insurance and stuff is going to ruin you or something like that. But anyways, now to my question. Why are you guys always dogging on CrossAinge? It's an amazing show with a messed up social constructs uh, constructs showing the racism in a society and forced uh, servitude of a subsect of population. uh, While at the same time praise 86, which I also love, but is basically the same show, just in a different and less TNA Lol, love to hear the reasoning behind this. Uh your loyal listener, the Otaku Trucker.
1: You're, you you've missed all of our jokes. We love so Crossange. We, we love Crossange. You <laughs> miss all why. the jokes. It, we we it, when it comes down to it, we we've even said we need we want to go back and watch it again, mostly because of the fact that it's there's a lot of mixed feelings about how, um in particular, me how I feel about Crossange, and it's mostly because of the fact that I think that it had so many really cool ideas that it didn't quite reach its full potential. And it's one of those that I want to say it's brilliant and it's perfect and it has so many cool things and plus the TNA slash etchy Yeah, that snake bite. Yeah, (laughs) that snake bite. (laughs) It's it's one of those that is in this realm of where – when we joke about something, it's usually in respect to just not sure how I feel when it comes down to it. It's not that I don't like it. I actually love it quite a bit. And it is in this weird world of, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I love it. Yeah. That's, that's, that is the, that's our inside joke. Um, if you have missed it
0: when we set that up and that's, that's obviously a struggle that we run into a lot whenever we have inside jokes like the bricks thing we always have to explain the bricks thing because it's it's an inside joke to our podcast and our listener listeners but at the same time or damn it roberts it's an inside joke to our podcast and our listeners but sometimes we forget that some people may have come in or missed in the episode where we kind of set that joke up that they don't quite understand it so they immediately think especially how we use crossange we're always joking about shows that we're having issues with but we really we want we think we enjoy it and that's what a cross is. When we say this is a cross show, show, it's a show that we are really conflicted about. And that's because the only reason that we're conflicted at all is because there's a side of us that really loves it. But the conflict is that there's a side of us that is either unsure or just confused about something or just struggle with something that's in it. cross has a lot of up and downs. So there's a lot of really fantastic stuff in there that it does – but there's also a lot of stuff in it that kind of either derails the pacing, derails the mood, derail, uh, derails something in it that could have been more cool. But, again, it always comes down to just not being sure. Like, I don't know if I can say this is a fantastic show. I, 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 just, my, I can't commit my mind to it. <laughs> like, I think I can, but I can't commit myself. And that's that's the joke. And, yes, technically the reason why we want to go back and watch it. Another reason to show that I technically like the show is I bought the Blu-ray. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, the uncensoredness of it is weird because <laughs> they have the whole thing where the nips are missing. So um, that that's that's proof. I mean, I technically bought it. It's not that I don't like the show. We don't. We do actually like the show. It's just the joke is that we're just conflicted. It so. But yeah, we'll hopefully one of these days. When um, to the question earlier, if the anime bubble busts, we'll go back and watch it because. Or if the gatekeeping or the bubble pu- bust, we'll come back and watch it. I that's <laughs> that's my that's my bad state of mind now. It's like if everything falls apart, at least I have Blu-rays that I can watch and still keep content going. And there will be a video about revisiting Cross I'm sure. Uh, will it change Andrew's mind? But yeah, 86. I I agree with you. There is yes, technically very similar. But 86 is going for straight seriousness and the conflicts of the war mind. I wouldn't necessarily put it in the same – I think what you listed is really the only similarities, that there is a – there's class structure or the social structure. There is weight, uh, racism, that kind of stuff, but I don't think it's necessarily in the same vein, so – and they definitely different, different tones, <laughs> seriously different tones. But yeah. 86 doesn't give me those moments where I go, eh, um – I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So thanks again for for, uh, putting up with us for so long. We definitely uh, are happy that you are entertained by us as you drive along. Please stay safe out there. Uh, Drive safely. And uh, yeah, thank you. Moving on, we have Jay. Jay says, hey, I'm still pretty new to anime. I started by watching Attack on Titan, then Dragon Ball, My Hero Academia, etc., etc., I 'm looking for good anime that has action like my hero or black clover also is there a really good streamer to watch all anime uh, not just some of the uh, on this one and some on that one uh, and and last but not least, who do I need to contact to be able to legally use images of anime characters on shirts, mugs, etc? Um, the the end part there is really easy to answer. You have to contact the company in Japan that owns the property itself. Like we kind of mentioned earlier, if you want bleach stuff, you have to go to Shueisha. Um, Good luck. Uh, (laughs) That's the only way that you can do it is by going to the Japanese companies themselves and licensing to use their stuff. Sometimes there's some properties you can get through the licensor in the West, but they typically don't get a lot of merchandising licenses. But you can always contact companies like Crunchyroll slash Funimation. And see if they possibly have those licenses, but typically they don't. Um, but yeah, you're 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 going to be going to the Japanese companies themselves to get legal use of their properties, and that is a very difficult thing to do. So, unfortunately, good luck. But um, and, and also companies, a com- a streaming service that you can watch everything. There isn't really one. I mean, even even the quote unquote piracy stuff doesn't have everything. Your your best luck is just kind of pick and choose when you want to show and. Kind of jump to those those particular companies. The, the best thing I would say is like if you have a Crunchyroll, a Funimation, High Dive account, uh, even Netflix, is just to kind of create, don't sub yet, but create a watch list. And then when you get a good amount of stuff in there, sub up and watch them. But um, that's like your best bet is just to kind of create watch lists on each one of them. But I mean, your other option is just a torrent. And I, most torrent services, you have pretty much everything on them. So, but yeah, you're, you're, there's, there's plenty of sites out there, but not, I don't like to give them publication on our podcast unfortunately (laughs) not to say that you're bad for using it i've used them just i don't like to give them credit plus they shut down and open up every two seconds because they're getting shut down by companies that are not liking them pirating their stuff there you go but yeah good some good action shows um to get started with what do you think i mean we just technically mentioned well that's i wouldn't mention 86 because 86 is more a lot of talking, not action. I think that's a lot. A lot of people had issues with early on. Was that um, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works? Super, super odd. Pretty much most everything affordable, you're going to get that kind of stuff. Um, Fate Stay Night, even like something like God Eater, which the story is not super good, but it's still like anything affordable is going to have really good action scenes in it above anything else. But um, yeah, I would, I would, I would suggest to jump into the world of Fate. <laughs> There's a lot of action there, and there's, they're typically good. Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works, that kind of stuff is always good. Um, was, if for some reason, Nice Sedonia keeps popping my head. If you're okay with CGI, Nice Sidonio keeps popping my head. Good mecha anime type stuff. So, And yeah, on that note, things like Iron Blood Orphans and and um, Gundam Origin, some really good action as well. Good stories as well. Anything on your, pop in your head so far?
1: Yeah, it really does depend on in a lot of cases on what type of action you're looking for. Like Andrew's hitting the most biggest action type names, Uh, but when you start getting into like Gundam, you're 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 starting to go into the more space opera, which can be a different type of action. That's more the space battles and stuff like that, which is action in a lot of cases. But most people want to see choreography, and and that's why unlimited or uh, fate the fate series has some fantastic choreography you got um if you want that more choreography type aspect you've got uh what is that high school of um god of high school which has some fantastic as well um Mm -hmm. especially if you you, to the front side before they start story falls apart (laughs) um full metal Alchemist
0: and uh what was the other one i see noragami i would suggest those two as well
1: um, I was also thinking um, – another one before it kind of started falling apart that I really loved was um, the Chinese company that that ended up uh, – you didn't like it, but I, I kind of liked it. because and, and it had some fantastic choreography at the beginning. Hole-liner stuff? Hole-liner stuff. There was that one in hole-liners that they had done. If you're thinking of that, that that's gross. I
0: cannot. Uh, I cannot back this up. I think I know what you're talking about. I know you Just didn't Just absolute like it. gross. This one Hitori no Shita? Yeah. No. no had fantastic. That felt, there was some good scenes. There was some good action scenes, but you're talking 12 episodes and you had like a couple of really good action scenes, but sure, if
1: if you want to believe Chris, go with it. I didn't <laughs> there's, there's, say it was there there the greatest people, show ever. There, I liked the show, Andrew hated it. I specifically said Andrew hated did, it. Did never said hate, but there okay. is there's there's, there's there's times where people are like, "I
0: trust Chris more," and I, there you go,
1: <laughs> go with it. That's I fine. thought it had fantastic uh, choreography.
0: It Was a couple scenes. I'll, I will, I will go with you on that. Um, I almost want to say "Made in Abyss," but that I don't know. I don't know. If, uh, action is not quite the word I put. Gunslinger Girls.
1: I thought about so that, but good. that's that's it's very trauma.
0: it's very psychological stuff. So Akadama Drive that was really solid. I, I definitely suggest that one. Dororo has some good scenes. Darker than black. That takes me back. Just don't watch the sequel Genesis or whatever.
1: But Dororo is also kind of in the same vein as um I hate to say it this way it's because quality it's different,
0: dropped, but it's got some good action scenes in that one.
1: Yeah, it, I I would put their action scenes in the same category as um where you were already mentioning some of the 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 shonen type shows where it's um, dude versus some kind of weird, strange beast. In some cases, some cases it's it's guy against guy. So it, it's it's kind of the action. Uh, uh, demon slayer. It's it's in the same vein as that, where he's he's fighting different types of things instead of just one thing. So yeah, if you they don't there's... have great action, but it's different than um what most people would consider action.
0: Yeah, if you're hitting the main shonen stuff, you're you definitely put demon slayer in there i mean you're gonna have some really good action scenes in that one as well i mean typically every case they run into they're gonna have a really cool fight scene and they pulled out some really really and again that's ufootable, so there's a lot of really incredible action scenes in that ghost in the shell obviously that's a big one again very wordy very very in in discussing topics political stuff and all that kind of stuff so keep that in mind I was gonna say recreators, but that was a big problem with people expecting that to be an action show. But that got very, again, very philosophical in in the head. So that's enough. I, I think we've given you plenty beyond the boundary. That was a pretty fun one too. Blood Blockade Battlefront. We just talked about that last night. Such a good show. Definitely check uh, check out Blood Blockade Battlefront.
1: It's got some good style to it. What about um, Fire Force and uh, Soul Eater? There you go. Would there you, you go. consider those action? Or
0: they have plenty of action in them, yeah. Yeah. they t- they typically try to get their shown in uh, regular attempts at action so <laughs> it's definitely in there. But yeah. Um hopefully that gave you plenty to work with,
1: but um and those two uh, ooze style like you got you guys were talking about last night with um but uh blockade battlefront and yeah. they just ooze style. Yeah, yeah.
0: Thanks Jay for the question. Hopefully that answered everything that you submitted. Uh let's see here on the Discord, we're going to start Finally, pick into the Discord a lot quicker. Remnant says, since the merger of Funimation and Crunchyroll, what will happen to the voice actors and actresses of Funimation? Will they continue to dub and release on Crunchyroll? Uh, they were never hired with Funimation. There may be some that might be internally hired, but typically all voice actors and actresses are contract workers, so they were never necessarily a part of Funimation. Um, And they will continue probably to use those contracts. They will, as they become Crunchyroll, uh, they have turned into Crunchyroll dubs, and they are continuing to do dubs currently. So, no concern there. Also, a good a good point out to to show you that they don't necessarily aren't necessarily of Funimation. Sentai Filmworks here recently has announced that they were going to be using the Funimation voice actors for the third season of TV Master Takagi-san. So, again, they're kind of interchangeable. Everybody kind of uses those same voice actors and actresses. It's just usually typically whatever company that the the, the studio itself wants to use to get that
1: talent is what you're going to get. So, yeah. Anything to add? Pretty much that, that yes, they, they will. Um, at worst, uh, depending on how everything shakes out because everybody's bickering at everybody um some will keep going and some won't i th- i don't really want to get into the nuances of all that right now okay there we go um, moving on we have forstack man said if
0: you could t- put two characters in an inescapable room who uh who would it be uh, who would you put in there to see what happens you can put any items uh you want in the room to keep things interesting two characters in a room to see what would happen kind of wish that I read this beforehand because that's a that's a <laughs> that's a tough question i i want to say there was something that i was thinking about a while back that was kind of in the same vein as this One of those ideas of like the what if of putting two different two different characters together i mean yes there's like the joke of putting like two sundays in the same room is it sounds absolutely (laughs) hilarious like what what would happen if you put two sendetes in a room and they had to talk because they're bored and just just see how they would just how would they connect would they connect is a big question mark let's let's take for example ria kajimia taking two of her characters like yeah that's what i was thinking taiga and (laughs) shauna yeah putting two of them inside of a room and and seeing if they create a friendship or will they just constantly bicker at each other because they don't want to break the soon? Like, is there competition to see who would hold the soon longest? That's the big question. Or what would happen if you put two yandere's into a room? <laughs> what would happen? You know, Gasai and I don't know the recent one that I've discovered, which is Sylphie from uh Mushuka Tensei. Because in the novel, the first volume, she's kind of pretty. She gives off vibes
1: of no, Yandere, no, no, so. no. You know Gasai and Momo. There you go. There you go. Yeah, uh, that, that would be world-ending event type too. <laughs> the, truth. <laughs> the truth, not not doing too much spoiler, but those those who know know. <laughs> Momo,
0: Momo of uh, the executioner and way of life. For those that don't know, yeah, that would be interesting. I I I, I don't know that I want to though, because like that's like asking if you want to put two characters that you technically like in a room and they could possibly danger themselves. So. <laughs> I don't know. The, the whole Sundere thing is a lot more funny. I think putting two Rikojimia's in a room would be interesting. I, I, I'll go with that one. Hopefully, Shana doesn't pull out her blade. Or Taiga pulls out her wooden blade. I don't know.
1: I'd, I'd almost want to see uh, Kenpachi and, um, and Goku in the same room. That would be actually kind of funny.
0: How big is the room we're talking about? <laughs> how big, how big are we talking about with this room? We're, 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 we're starting to give off vibes that we're, I don't know. We're talking about civilization like ending yeah.
1: events type thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, 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 I got, I got you. Kimpachi's um, kind of big. <laughs> Kenpachi kind of big. Well, you've got, you've got basically two God level characters right there. Um, And both of them want to test each other's limits. So it would be absolutely a fantastic show. That would be brilliant to see those two going at each other. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. TCB says, fun jovial
0: question for you two. What are your go-to snacks and drinks of choice when you're on an anime binge? Um... I don't really have like a habit like that. I'm typically whatever's kind of available, you know, like some pretzels to chew on was like the other, the other night when I was watching some shows is what I was doing. I don't, I don't really have like a, I'm boring. I'm sorry. I don't have like a a (laughs) ceremony or anything. Uh, Technically trying to cut back on a lot of that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really help me. I mean, back in the day, yeah, it was like chips and stuff like that. But nowadays it's like, I don't, I hate, I hate chips and stuff because they make me technically break out and, it's I don't know. I try to limit that kind of stuff, but I don't really have a choice for it. So I'm boring.
1: Yeah, I generally just. Chris stay is soda away. water. Y- y- yeah, soda water. I <laughs> love love soda my soda water. water. Um, I generally stay away from a lot of those those things, mostly because um, they make you fat, and and I I I I I, I try to lose weight type thing. But no, um, yeah, I yeah yeah I'm boring. We're boring. If I was to go for a, a general snack that I love is usually the I love uh, uh, Reese's uh, Reese's Pieces I a lot a lot of, lot of those uh, so yeah.
0: yeah Reese's cups yeah if there was no con- if there was no issues <laughs> yeah Reese's cups is good uh, sour cream and onion chips was like my go to back in the day Dr Pepper was my was my big thing.
1: Yeah, I do pork uh, rinds.
0: <laughs> yeah, pork rinds are yeah, pork rinds are good now. I it, It's just they're expensive, so we don't really get them yeah. too often. But, yeah, pork rinds are good now. But, yeah, there you go. Coffee. coffee. Lots
1: and lots of coffee. Yeah,
0: pretty much doing a lot of coffee, too. But yeah, thanks, TCB. Uh, moving on, we have 4 man says, Can we post pictures and ask you to rate our collection? That'd be fine. Uh, like, your actual physical collection. That'd be cool, actually. Dude, please do that. That'd be, go, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, just go talk to Ira. Say that you want to do that, and we'll... I yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, a
0: problem yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Havoc says, rank my top five anime series of all time. Starting with number five, High School of the Dead. Watched this show numerous times over the years, uh, with uh, with this being a major nostalgia period for my bro and I. Zombies plus ecchi
1: plus violence equals great time. Um, It's top tier, top shelf, perfect show. I love it.
0: Yeah, I would I would probably give this one – I like to actually give you a rating. Chris just says, it's so great. Um, I, well, I,
1: it's, I said it. That's awesome.
0: I See, my problem with High School of the Dead is that I really enjoyed it. But my problem is that I know that it's never going to continue, and that's that, what I always struggle with. That's and my unfortunately, the mangaka has passed away. So it kind of it, t- it kind of it's like one of those really cool stories, but there's no ending to it, and that's always the struggle that I have with it. So,
1: uh, seven or eight, I'd probably put in that area. It's one or of those seven point five. It's one of those shows that the the first time I seen it, it was it, it was it was during the zombies are r- taking over everything, and 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 you go hunting. Well, there's probably got to be a, a zombie anime out there somewhere, and then you end up finding High School of the Dead, and you're like this is brilliant. It's an anime. It's, 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 it's walking dead, but etchy version. And you get all excited about it. And, and then you find out it never finished and, and it's still brilliant and awesome, but it never finished. So,
0: yeah, I was, I'll admit that the blu-ray for the OVA was a little bit to put that down.
1: <laughs> it was like very short. It was something,
0: it was something else that was bad about it, but I, I bought the blu-ray for it. It was like, Oh, that wasn't really much. It's basically a beach episode segment. That was it. Uh, number four, Havoc Scott, Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash, my only isekai that is nine to ten or above, a show that really caught me off guard in a great twist to the genre, isekai done right. Definitely highly recommend that one. I, I, I highly agree with you on that one. I think I
1: have that one as a nine or a ten on my, my Annie list, so. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, it's easily one of my favorite isekais of all time. I, I... It hits all the emotion points. It has a a, a real, reality reality bin to it that forces you to pay attention to what it's trying to do. And yeah, it I yeah, I'm,
0: spoilers suck. Yeah the, the 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 thing that I found with Brimgar I think you're kind of hitting on it, havoc, is that aspect that the twist that I have with it is that it's it's almost got that. Um, it's it, we, we joked about it being a, a slice-of-life isekai. Like, it gets into the idea of it being a reality. And yes, it technically does tickle at the idea that these characters are from another world, but they can't remember that world. So it gives its excuse for them not to worry about returning or what they've lost. Their focus is on, we're here now, we kind of need to survive, we need food— So we need to get a job. Let's get a job. We got to wash our clothes. We're running out of money. They're pinching, you know, gill and all that kind of stuff. And then, yes, it gets into the realities of how difficult this world is to survive in. They're starting off. It takes like four of them just to take down one goblin. I mean, it's not easy stuff. They're, They're starting from level one, and it's a struggle to survive in this world. And something that I'm really getting interested in when I get into the novels themselves is just getting into the other characters and the surrounding characters, which I think is going to be super fascinating. So, unfortunately, this is another one that I feel like is never going to get a sequel, but I hope that they do eventually. Because, I mean, they're still going on with the novels. So, but yeah, I absolutely love it. G- gorgeous art style. Uh, no name to the music for it. As much as people complain of it being a music video for them, it was great music. So, I don't care. Um, yeah, I have the limited edition of it. I absolutely love it. Super, super good show. Number three, Girls' Last Tour, Amazing World and Soundscape, that really draws such, so much emotion out for me. Uh, wish more of the po- um, what, wish more post-apocalyptic shows would take notes. Love these girls so much. Love th- those girls so much. So eh. I I was I think I was in the middle of the round for this one. I think I had like a six or something like that. It's not. It was a really good show. I liked the art style of it, very unique. The characters themselves were fantastic. There was something about it that I didn't like. I forget what it was, but yeah, they had some really cool episodes in it too. Yeah, the, the rain episode was like it was like a masterpiece. Like that was a really well crafted episode. So um yeah, I don't I don't remember what I, I think I didn't like the mood shifts, if I remember correctly. It's it's been a long time, so I don't remember exactly what kind of ruined it for me, but it was it was definitely a unique show, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a, a goofy, fun show. I, I I generally liked it, so yeah. I, I I I can't really remember anything that I didn't like about it. So honestly, so yeah, very good show. See, as number
0: two love is like after the rain? A show that should not have worked for me, but one I will promote till I'm dead. Seemingly taboo story that is wholesome. Would really love to know your thoughts on this one. We did an entire review on it, havoc. What do you? Did you not listen to us? No, I. I think this was one of those ones where when we first heard about it, there was a lot of hesitation. Like, okay, this is about a girl having a relationship with an older man. And so there's a lot of concern around that whole thing. But it was so crazy how quickly it really shifted away from that. And I did really enjoy a lot of the story that they were kind of presenting. I want to say there was a lot of things that I did kind of get hung up on as well, um, especially that I felt – I think it was one of those ones where it feels like it just gets the story started and you want more. Um,
1: it's definitely it not done. Seems like that's where it was was at when we had, uh, did that that show. Yeah, yeah. I
0: would I would assume that it's probably in our season review for that particular season after the rain. So if you probably just jump into our our reviews of that season, you'll probably find a review of it, uh, which is winter 2018. That's a while back. So <laughs> I guess I'm not shocked that I'm. I don't remember
1: much of it, but yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah, it's a it, it's a sweet, uh, very wholesome. And when it comes down to it, I, I, it it didn't it didn't really play on its what everybody pretty much. Yeah, it's taboo. It didn't really play on that much. So yeah, I mean, it might do something like that later, but as it stood right then, it didn't really do that. Yeah. Uh, and the first
0: one, number one, this Havoc's number one anime of all time, Gurin Lagan. Needs no discussion. It's simply the best anime ever.
1: Okay, uh, he All said right. no, no discussion. We'll, we'll moving ahead, on,
0: on. <laughs> moving on. I've yet to finish it. I keep. It's like one of those ones where you know that you have to watch it because it's got such popularity. Um, I mean, I had the same problem with Kill a Kill, and I'm having the same problem with Kill a Kill with Gurren Lagon that I keep watching it to, like halfway and then like I stop. So, and it's not that it's bad. It's just I, I. I get easily distracted away from it. Like it, it's not hooking me to keep watching it. It's very absurd and over the top. That's for sure. Um, I'd highly recommend it to really anybody, but it's just something for some reason never really grabs me. Just like, like I said, kill a kill. This doesn't really, is this doesn't get its hooks in me and pulls me in. So, but I, I do recognize the fandom that's around it is easily um, kind of like that with full metal Alchemist. You can't ignore the fandom behind it. It's obviously there.
1: Yeah, it, this one is absolutely on my list of shame. It, it's uh between that Black Lagoon and uh Kill a Kill. I've I've been asked many many times to uh to for for my thoughts on it. Um Kill a Kill, absolutely loved it. So I should probably like um the Lagoon and Everybody I don't wants know you to why Black
0: Comedy G- kill. That's what everybody wants you to watch. Nobody Talk wants about. me to watch it. got Kill. <laughs> everybody no, wants no, you to watch no, a, a comic. Nobody kill. wants me to watch a Kill. They want you to rewatch watch Her- Higarashi and watch the sequels too. I do need to watch the sequels of Higarashi. That's for sure. Yeah, there you go. Thanks Havoc. Appreciate you taking the the test and putting yourself out there so that we can rate your stuff. Um I, I don't think you trolled us this time like you did last time. The troll last time was obvious. Uh, let's see here. King Aaron says, "Girl's Last Tour is good. Gurren Log is also great, so was confirming that as well." Forestic Man says, "High School of the Dead." I would personally struggle to put high on my list since it doesn't have an ending, like in the even in the manga. Gurren Lagann, I was fine. I find is overhyped. I was disappointed when I actually watched it. A lot of crazy stuff for the sake of it, but that's just me. Everybody's replying to Havoc's list. This is not what the question my question room is for, but that's fine. Yeah, did, I, I, you, I think that they that's your opinion to hear
1: for a stick, man. That's just your opinion, man. I think that 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 folks need to hear that at some point. And this is, we don't mind uh, uh, replying to the questions, but remember that this is technically for questions. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Zamanasu says, there was a dip in animation around third episode. You're replying to it too, <laughs> but i watched Colonel Lagan. I still liked it. Darn you all. Carbon Soda says, alright, so instead of giving you my top ten, I'll give you the first ten shows I watched, and you guys tell me if you think it was a good starting point to get into anime. That sounds interesting. Uh, this excludes watching some random episodes of DBZ and Naruto or something in TV on TV. Uh, this is from when I literally sat down and said, let's give anime a try. Did you really do that? Did you literally sit down and say, let's give anime a try
1: and then fired it up? That'd be interesting. For context, I watched all Andrew, these shows. Andrew had this this tape. It said Tinchy on it. And I, I got the tape and I said, let's try let's anime. Let's try
0: anime. <laughs> <laughs> let's give this. No, let's give this anime thing a try. try. Let's give these Chinese cartoons <laughs> a try. Uh, anyways, for context, I watched all of these early 2017, except for the first one. Um, I watched that in 2013, but I'm pretty sure none of them were airing at the time. Probably just what what, what Crunchyroll threw at me at the time. Lol. Alright, so the first one you started off with is Tamako Market. Very interesting. Of if, if all the things I was thinking of, the last one I was thinking about was going to be Tamako Market, but... Um, that's a that's an interesting starting point. Honestly, I mean that it is very laid back. But I think the problem that I would see that being as a starter anime for somebody, the difficulty that would see in being in that is that it's very bubbly and cute. It's very contrast to what most people are used to in other regions for their standard television affairs. So that honestly i love the show to death i love it i I think it's one of my top rated anime and i struggled getting into it when i first started watching it and the and the what was it a chicken or something like that was a bird the bird shows up and starts talking i was like what there's a bird that talks in this show it really threw me off i honestly didn't like the bird but then as i watched it i fell in with all the characters and the stupid bird (laughs) and so it is a really fantastic show but like i said Very odd as a first show for somebody that's just getting an anime because I think that you're going to get a lot of whiplash. Typically, like, a good starter anime for a lot of people is those ones that kind of bridge the inners. The things like, uh, yeah, technically Trigun or Cowboy Bebop. um, Stuff that's very Western-esque that will bridge the art styles and not give you such a whiplash of culture shock. And Toponaco Market, like I said, is very bubbling, cutesy, and fun, that it's, it's kind of interesting as it but it's a really fantastic show if you get into it and you get past that barrier of the culture shock it's really a good show that would probably get you hooked into anime. agree disagree. I didn't finish it.
1: I have not uh, that's what I he was at. You girl, best girl. I'm I no 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 I watched a lot a lot of the first season but I have not finished it. And and I, that's well, it was why one I was season a, so.
0: Huh? It was only one season so. Just didn't finish the first season. I guess.
1: There's like 12 episodes, and they have a movie. Oh, so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't that's remember. I thought that Market. there was a whole bunch of extra stuff. So, um, but no, it, it's, it's one of those that, um, I was actually surprised to hear you say that it, uh, you didn't, um, that you were having a hard time with the, uh, your first time of watching it. And that's, it was a bird. It's, the bird was weird. I, I, the bird goes on a vacation or the something like weird. that. Now, and I was a little confused of, of a lot of things. So it's it's looking for a love interest. The bird. <laughs> it's one of those that um, I I I do I I do love uh, what I've seen of it so far, but I have not finished it, and it's it's it, so it's unfair of me to this
0: this next one is like because we did it we did a whole podcast where we were talking about starter anime. Like, we were talking... We did an entire podcast where we are like, this is how you can get your friend into anime. This is how you can get your, your brother into anime, or whatever. And the big issue that, obviously, we had in kind of describing a good setup was really trying to understand who you're talking to. Because what you would tell, like, a sister, or a friend, or a brother, and what they typically enjoy is completely different. Because, yeah, you're gonna have a brother that's probably, like, into just... Raunchy stuff. You have maybe a brother that's like prim and proper and doesn't like anything outside the norm. Um Merried Color Phantom World. <laughs> would go to Raunchy, bro. Because <laughs> I just don't see that being like, yeah, you're prim and proper your sister, like, yeah, check out Merry Color Phantom Worlds. That's a fun starter. Um that was like one of that was literally one of Kyoto Animation's few times where they just kind of got pretty etchy. Um typically Typically, uh, they kind of stick with thighs and uh, insinuating stuff, but myriad color phantom worlds I just chucked out the window. And now, granted, um, the the amusement park one that I didn't necessarily like kind of did a similar thing. But yeah, that's that's a that, you're <laughs> everyone you're listing so far is like these these shows I probably wouldn't recommend somebody starting out. Uh, but if it worked for you, that's fantastic. It worked, uh, but again, you might be into that. Doing limbo with uh, interesting perspective shots <laughs> and having just b- bumping the bar, uh, and the monkey, the monkey hot spring episode, the cat episode was great. It, it was that was so, that show was all over the place. I, I I think in the end I didn't enjoy it. I think especially for the ending, but it had some fun stuff in there. And like I said, having killed Animation do etchi was always is always a good thing. So it worked, especially the cat episode.
1: Carbon, I wish I had your starting. <laughs> i wish i started hey, with that hey when it comes down to it technically if you if if you think about it myriad uh colors phantom world and to in my my situation technically tenchi was one of my starters yeah, we, so <laughs> start i mean it's, it's not that stuff. much of a difference
0: <laughs> well that was the thing like we were super young and so a lot of these shows that we were getting into were like whoa this has got
1: naughty stuff in it. Like it was <laughs> it was the
0: lure to get away from the parents and actually watch something inappropriate. And yeah, they didn't hold anything back. Especially like the eighties and the earlier anime. Everything had nudity in it. No matter if it was a kid show. I mean, Gundam had nudity in it. Like they didn't care what the kids seen. Um, and it was, they had was the bright a, slap, so Yeah, and they have the bright slap too. <laughs> that's a good way to, that's a good way to get somebody <laughs> hooking anime is to watch a bright slap and suddenly be like, I love th- I love this anime thing this Chinese cartoons. Um, third is real life. That's an interesting one as well. I think that would be something that would be more in the, the normal area. Um, God, every time I think of real life, I, I just think of the obnoxious soundtrack. Uh, but <laughs> real life itself was really fantastic. I, I still kick myself that I haven't finished the OVAs for that. Um, I need to get around to that before I forget the entire story, but really cool story, a really cool concept to it. Um, so that's a, Again, not something I would probably recommend somebody starting off, but it's definitely a solid one if you want to give somebody that has some pretty interesting twists to it.
1: I think it's a it it's an interesting one to see, especially if you're coming off of Myriad uh, Colors Phantom World and going right straight into real life. Because to me, you can see the um, – with that, you you can see how much of a difference each show is. And this is a – I, what a show has good music and a show doesn't. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of um, the the vastness of what anime is. Because you're going from Tomoko Market, which is kind of cutesy, fun, and then you're going into Myriad uh, Colors and you're going uh, more cutesy and then into the more etchy realm and then going sh- f- slam right into a technically sci-fi uh slice of life um which is a a really and and it and it's a drama it's very drama based so you're getting into some really deep uh philosophical thoughts and how w- what would you do in this situation how would you handle this situation if you had a chance to re- redo your entire life so yeah i i think that's a fantastic one as a third third show fourth is www working mm I
0: would have preferred that you've watched the original working, but if, if that's what you get, <laughs> I guess that's what Crunchyroll wanted to give you. Um, I enjoyed it still. I love working to death. Um, but yeah, that's a, that one's kind of in the middle ground. I, I don't really see a problem with that too much. Like I said, I would kind of prefer you have watched the original working first, but it's, it's, it's definitely up there.
1: Well, in, in that case, he doesn't really have, um, a more workplace, uh, slice of life to really compare it to. So it would have really been a, uh, it could be more, um, especially with this comedy, It's it's got some fantastic comedy when it comes down to it. And so I, I don't, I see that one as a pretty good uh, starter as well. But the next one, yeah. Love the next one. Yusubu would be a better working place environment anime, obviously. I'm
0: <laughs> like I thought, the original working would have been better. Or, or Next Service. I mean, that would have been a, that would have been another one that I would probably, hope instead but if it worked for you that worked for you but uh yamara kun and the seven witches is number five uh the fifth one that he watched so yeah that one's a uh, that one's one i really enjoyed i mean i i think at the same around the same time we also had the um actually i am i like that one a lot more but Yamada kun and the seven witches was definitely an excellent show really enjoyed it and if you like that show currently uh what was the show that's currently airing that is the same writer? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Cuckoos? Uh yes, I think so. I think you're right.
1: Yeah, uh Yamada-kun and the Seven Wishes is a fantastic show and Yeah, cuz it was like
0: 25 it, episodes I remember. Yeah.
1: And hitting it right up ne- uh next to like like I said, the 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 really interesting thing about your list and this is going on into the 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 future uh things in in your list. I love how well rounded you got into the Yeah, it wasn't like every shonen. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you're 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 going it, like you said he like you said he's he's technically hitting those in here and there across all this time frame, but when he actually truly dug into anime, he's going right straight down a path of um basically comedy um uh and then going straight back into more of this Slice of life, and then going back into these the the more um, the realm of down to earth comedy, goofy, fun stuff. So yeah, I I love so far. I I love a lot of your list. Yeah, I think a a, a, v- a
0: variety of different shows is really fantastic. So I I, I agree with that one. Uh, Which six Coco Connect, awesome, <laughs> awesome show to get into. And again, that's 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 shifting it from again something that's more fun and bubbly, which it still does have in Kokoro Connect, but every now and then having that contrast into reality and suffering and insecurities between characters and friends and stuff. I think it's a, a really solid one to jump into.
1: I agree. I, I really love, um, uh, a lot of Kokoro Connect so far. And seventh, Kotori-san, This is easily, go one ahead. Of my, <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite shows of all time. I absolutely adore Kokoro, uh, uh, And she, I, I love the, um, the kind of, uh, underdog story that she had going and, and the, somebody reaching out that hand and bringing her out of her darkness and, and the kind of goofy antics of what, uh, her, she's, she's a mind reader. And so. Uh, the goofy antics between her and him and, and how she deals with a lot of that stuff and, and how the people around her slowly accept her as she comes out of her shell. I absolutely love the show. And one of my favorites of all time.
0: Eighth invaders of Rokushima <laughs> go again, Chris. I didn't finish as a one. I do want to get back to it. This is one of those ones that I kind of keep wanting to go back to.
1: That one is, a, it's been a long time since I watched that. It's, it's one of those goofy, um, it's it's trying to meld like four or five different uh genres and it i think it does okay um it i can see the 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 frustration with the show but it's it's one of those that if you don't take it too serious it's kind of goofy fun it's when it comes down to it what it is is a guy who gets this apartment and basically acquires a harem of just off the wall characters, and each one of them brings their own flavor. So one will be an alien, one will be a ghost, one will be a um, a witch of the earth, or something like that. I don't remember; it's been a long time. Yeah, man. but yeah, wow. it, each one of them, uh, and then they just sit there and they start argue, uh doing these uh, kind of battles over who's going to have the most room in the room. <laughs> Yeah, which (laughs) is not much because it's it's six to Tommy Tommy mats or something like that. That's the whole Roku Jima or something. Roku Jima, yeah. So, yeah, it's a goofy show. Um, Yeah. Number nine, School
0: Live. That's a... Yeah, you're going right back in the dark realm. (laughs) Even more so dark. Um, I personally really loved it. I know that a lot of people did not enjoy it. But I think it kind of mixes in with a lot of stuff you're dealing with. It's got the cuteness of things like... Tamaka Market. It's got the direness and darkness of things like Kota Connect, obviously a little bit further in the Dark Realm, but it kind of mixing those things, the psychological aspects, so it kind of matches in with quite a bit what you've been experiencing throughout the the previous eight of them. Um, and like I said, I per- personally really loved it, so hopefully it was good for you. Obviously you putting them in this list does not mean you enjoy them, it just means that you watch them in that order, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, enough that I technically went out and got the entire manga series to finish it. So, And it's got a really good ending, so I, I recommend people to to check out the manga if they enjoyed the, the TV series. It actually has a, a solid conclusion. Like, i seen the ending, and I'm like, I don't really think this is going to pull anything off. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I like that. And typically, mangas don't really have good ending in half the time, so it's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> or no ending at all, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, School Live is is especially I don't I don't blame you for um if if you if you got through that first first episode, it's hard not to want to finish that show because it is one of those that you you get a a brilliant beginning and you want to see that brilliant directing all the way through. And I think that that, that was a, a a show that definitely had some solid solid directing. Yep, yep.
0: Armin Soto says, looking back on it, on this. Just um, it has that some... <laughs> entire last one. <laughs> Ten. The, the, the tenth show that he watched. <laughs> Recently, my sister is
1: unusual. Brilliant. I I, I see you are a, a brilliant man of culture. I, I give you all the credit in the world. Looking back on this, it has some
0: stinkers. <laughs> looking back on this, it has some stinkers in there. Some I meh about, and some I still love. But hey, I'm still watching anime five years later, so I guess it did the job. Maybe I mean, you, you need contrast. You need contrast. You need to you need to have the high highs, possibly the low lows. To to you have to see. I think we talked about this. We actually had was it our rating anime episode? There was an episode where we we started kind of diving into. No, then maybe this was the aspect of the introducing people to anime. It was probably in that podcast as well. We talked about this idea that the issue that a lot of people face when they first get into anime is that they, they go on a forum or they talk to somebody that's really into anime and they go, give me shows to watch. And what do they get? They get, a, they get a full list of 10 shows that are their top 10 anime of all time. And so they watch those 10 shows and they go, holy crap, anime is amazing. I need more. And then they consume other people's top lists, and then eventually they they kind of get most all of it done. And then they start getting into the community itself, and then they go and they jump onto a Crunchyroll or something like that. The new seasons come up. What shows do I got? They fire up the currently updated list, and they click on the first one that comes on the list, and they go, what is this? This isn't anime. This isn't the top ten list that somebody gave me that's all perfect anime. And they don't get that contrast. Where I think that you got, you've got got contrast in your list. you got, like I said... Not necessarily my favorite of the working titles, but it's still fun. So, it's kind of that mid-area. And then you have stuff that's really up there, that like Takamaka Market, Kokoro Connect. And then you have those, yes, not-so-perfects like School Live, or maybe even things that give you a little more feeling for what's good. It was just recently, <laughs> it's, it's unusual. <laughs> that will tell you, man, these other shows are really fantastic. Um
1: I agree. It's it's i
0: spe- I'm spe- as, 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 jokes aside. Recently, in my sister's is unusual is a special show. It's it's, <laughs> it's everything. Everything is kind of there to give you some sort of insight into something. And my recently, in my sister's unusual is kind of like the kiss exists. You kind of need them there because it's, they're they're special in their own way, and they deserve to have attention. And yes, they do technically. It's fun to be weird. It's, uh, it's Exactly, fun to have weird shows like recently my sister <laughs> like pupa those shows crossing we talked about it earlier it's good to have weird and it's good to be conflicted with if you want to enjoy something or not it is and what- having a girl that desperately needs to go to the bathroom but she has a belt on and she can't remove it until her brother somehow comes in the room and it just ends in disaster sure why not why can't we have that exist
1: it is it, you. You do hit on a very, very important point of that we need those those weird shows because, really, what it comes down to is especially with it that being in no your, filters.
0: Andrew loves no filters.
1: Yeah, you you having that in your tenth spot is is actually uh, something that we're kind of uh, kind of need need to have. In, <laughs> it would be great if is, the, if this, the conclusion of this was that the tenth was recently my
0: sister's unusual. I never watched anime again. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the conclusion of the post. I never watched anime. I I've been joking with you guys. I actually don't watch anime. Don't. <laughs> I'm in your community
1: just chilling here. It's it is one of those things of of you need that kind of uh curveball that hits you and you go this is what anime is. And and I don't I don't mean that all anime is recently my sister is unusual. What I mean is you need that 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 curveball that goes Oh, I get it now. Nothing is is, is off, off limits. limits. Yeah. It, I think that that needs to be hit. And and, and what Andrew was pointing out we, that we have technically, I agree, we have talked about this at some point of that people are uh, automatically fed the 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 one hundred best shows of all time. And yes, it's nice to see those good, solid anime that that everybody agrees is the top of the top. I, I wish everybody watch it would were to watch Shogun Roku, Roku Shinju, watched uh, Ascendance of the Bookworm and but I also agree that we all need to at some point watch something like uh, uh Recently, My Sister is Unusual, Kiss X Six, or Kiss X Sis, or um, Cross Kiss the Six Girls. Um, Yeah, Kiss the Six Girls. Uh, Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. That's literally Kissing the Seven Girls. um, (laughs) You you did it. Um, (laughs) We need those kinds of shows. We need to uh, have that balance of... What was that goofy show that I I kind of loved and hated at the same time the with the the girl that had the uh oni mask and the um and the the guy with the 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 uh the motorcycle and they every
0: Oh no that's uh shoot my gosh
1: it it it's shows like that that are just complete garbage but Tri- you lo- triage x Yeah, Yeah, triage triage every every
0: episode. He flies through a window. He flies through a window
1: on a motorcycle, (laughs) and I I I hated it, and I loved it because it's just garbage, just uh, etchy. Just I loved it, And, and it and it's. You you need those kinds of shows, and that's to... kind of
0: what I said with Amahara. That was why I was chiming so much on like Edens, and even when I finally got to watch Interspecies Reviewers, is like Amahara is what we need in anime right now. Somebody that says, "Here's the two birds." I'm I'm. This is what I'm going to write about, and I'm not going to stop. Like that whole idea that you have those. Typically, you have those boundaries you hit, and you go, oh, "Okay, we're we're getting too far this direction." Amahara says no. I'm going to do this. Like, I don't have anything to hide in what I want to create here. And I think it's it's healthy for the anime sphere to keep that, rather than us go in the other direction where everything starts getting softer and softer to the point where suddenly anime is not really that different than the Western world or it's not different than Disney Channel or something like that. Yeah, It's, it's a struggle. But, yeah, anyways. <laughs> Midas says, yeah, there's no correct first anime. Guessing slice of life is still your favorite genre and talking to... Um, carbon uh, Tamako Narka is uh, very cute and honestly a great pick for first anime if you want something cute and light. I agree. I agree. Four Stick Man says none of those shows even uh, existed when I first started. I find most people start with shonen as their easy getaway gateway. Yeah, that that's kind of what we were talking about when we got into our discussion about you know introducing people to anime. A lot of people get introduced with uh, shonen, and there's a lot of people that that's all they watch is shonen. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people that. Like if you were to look at the numbers of things like Naruto and stuff on Crunchyroll, it's probably their highest. And Mal doesn't represent that. You're not going to see those insane numbers of things like that because most people that watched Naruto was probably not watching anything else. They don't have a Mal. But um, yeah, Ida says giving your first anime is a pretty fun idea. I'll give my first ten to rank them for me. I guess context. I started watching anime in late 2013. Also not including things from childhood, but things I inter- uh, intentionally watched as anime. So you mean the ones that you um, what was it? How do you say it? How do you say it? When you decided, let's give this anime thing a try. Right. First one, Kill Me Baby. It's <laughs> another... Y'all have really interesting first animes. That's that's for sure. Um, that's one that I don't think I end up finishing. You think you watched it, right? I don't remember it. You don't remember it? Number two, Rokubu. <laughs> Rokubu. Uh, sneeze, Yuki. Are you okay? Is it you okay? Get something in your nose? Rokubu. That is um. <laughs>
1: Yuki. I <laughs> don't want you to talk
0: you, about Rokubu. Are you allergic to Rokubu? Are you allergic to Rokubu? Come here. Oh, my dog's allergic to Rokubu. How I first discovered Flat is Justice, which led right into the next one. Uh, I haven't watched all of Rokubu, but that's that's a very that's a very interesting choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with it. Honestly, technically, when I started getting back into anime, it was one of the first ones that I, I guess, took note of and checked out. So I don't blame you too much there. It's it's very it looks very fun, but. Um, yeah, third one is Kodomo no Jikan. I'm forgetting which one that one is. That's is that the, the one, one with the the girl that's teasing the teacher?
1: Yes. Oh, uh, okay. I technically have not watched that. And I, I it, it's one of those cultural uh, anime that I'm. I'm just. I I haven't I haven't decided to go down that road as it stands right yet. I am very aware of it though. That's just like the other uh, one the um the one with the boys. Oh. Oh. Um and granted this one's yeah. not as bad as the other one but yeah they they're they're both cultural things. the one that everybody suggests to somebody when they ask for Yeah, their, the animated watch the meme
0: one that everybody uses. <laughs> the meme uses. one. Uh fourth, Attack on Titans. Okay, now you're getting you're now you're getting back on the mainstream road. Like you were just like, when you first started out with anime, you're like, hey, let's check out anime. You just, like, turned and went straight into the back alley. I'm like,
1: where's this anime at? <laughs> and, like,
0: he turns to the back alley before he gets to the big lights that say Attack on Titan and stuff. Like, <laughs> let's go to let's go to anime world, and they see the big signs that say Attack on Titan and stuff. And they go, eh, let's go to the back alleyway. Hmm. Hmm, flat as justice. Interesting. All right, let's get back on the road. All right, Attack on Titan. <laughs> Uh, hentai prince and a study cat. That's fantastic. That's a really good one. Um, I, I I just realized I'm not actually number rating any of this stuff. Um, but you Are we supposed
1: to be number rating? You kind of started
0: with some stuff that I technically haven't finished. So, Attack on Titan. It started out very nine for me. And recently, uh, as it, as it goes on, I think once you start jumping into the, the surrounding areas- it kind of starts dipping. I mean, it's still a fantastic, still a fun show. It's just, it's not really up there for me anymore. But, Hint I Prince with the study and a Stoney Cat. That's a special one for me and Chris. This is kind of a special one. I remember me and him were like super big on it back when it uh, first came out. Obviously, I have a figure of it, um, I have some arts from it. So,. I think it's absolutely nine, brilliant. Eight or nine. Eight or nine for me. It's just got so many great moments. Probably a nine. It, it, like, I just keep thinking like the where she like, meets the younger self of him and like, sticks his head underneath her shirt. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, Yuri Yuri, I, I, I haven't really gotten to Yuri Yuri. I think I've started it once and I never did finish it. Gosh, Ida's I got so much stuff that we just don't watch. And then Guren Lagan's the next one. <laughs> You are like watched all the stuff that we've not watched Except for Hentai, Princess, Stony Cat And Attack on Titan Uh, Then Kinko Roll The heck when is Kinko Roll Ida you and me need to sit down And you need to like Explain me the world of Ida Apparently Kinko Roll I cannot believe you're actually naming stuff That I haven't really watched Kinko Roll Connect What is this 2009 science fictional film Cinerol Sin 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 I don't know is the Japanese Sincororu I'll have to look up that one Music by Supercell that's great Huh Yeah that that's it's 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 shocking whenever somebody actually mentions something I have no clue about. <laughs> Typically I
1: know at least I've, of the name and that one's yeah, like completely escaped me. No, I've I, I actually have heard that name, but I have never actually looked into it. It's one of those that just kind of you keep moving on when 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 that one comes up. I don't remember um when I first heard about it. But yeah, ninth. But tenth. yeah, it's an interesting that that we never even because it's it's one of those that's never mentioned in a you have to watch this type show. It's usually in reference to they're talking about something. This gets mentioned and then they move on. And so yeah, there's even a sequel. Is there um, ninth Prince of
0: Tennis never touched it. I it's kind of one of those ones that's kind of daunting. I always kind of want to jump into it. I mean that's just similar to a lot of the other ones like the the baseball one which I cannot remember prince of diamond is it just prince of diamond i think um those ones i just i haven't really devoted the time to really jump into but i can uh, based on its popularity i guess it's a really good option for a starter <laughs> and 10th vivid op- vivid red operation that one that i've
1: actually watched.
0: <laughs> yeah that one's that one's a good one if you're if you're you, you since you similarly to our previous list from carbon you have a nice little kind of mixture there of mostly etchy. let's be honest <laughs> But having like some good solid sports, and then now you have magical girl technically, so it's it's a it's a solid it's a solid starter list. It definitely going down the the route of the more uh, again good thing questionable stuff um, is definitely a lot of fun. It looks like you had a really fun start.
1: I and and being uh, being honest with your your first, uh, I give you all the credit in the world. Yeah. Doesn't include any sequels or OVAs, of course, since uh, f-
0: uh, for most of these there was a bit of extra content I watched uh, right after. And again, this is just the order I started them, not finished. Since Prince of Tennis took half a year to watch, yeah, I would imagine it took a little bit of time to watch that one. As like as like another one that's really daunting right now, but I really do want to get back to is uh, the Space Brothers. That's just is is supposed to be a classic, and I've yet to get back to. It. I mean, I bought the whole thing. It's just that's a uh, hundred episodes, I think. It's, it's going to be an investment. So, yeah,
1: some Hopefully. of those shounens are are really daunting, but you feel you feel uh, very satisfied after watching a lot of them. I I, I remember going into um, uh, Hajime no Ipo and and considering how crazy daunting that was. When I walked away from it, I was so satisfied after watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff, Ida. That's a that's a. This is a really <laughs>
0: that's like, one of those things that I hate about like some of these people that have uh so many of especially like some of our listeners and stuff are coming into anime and you know at least in the 2010s and stuff it's like could you imagine starting anime now having like so many really wacky crazy stuff that you could just jump it in. imagine interspecies reviewers being your first anime it's like it sounds <laughs> so cool <laughs> I mean that's similar to you know jumping into rokabu and and coming on a Jai and stuff so Con, but Force stickman says, "Since we are giving our first anime, here uh, is my list, and I could never—I I've, I've probably struggled to give you what I first watched. That's that's the other problem that I have. Um, since we're giving our list, uh, there the, the ones further down in the list are—I'm not hundred percent sure of when exactly I watched them, but uh, they were early. I started watching in tw- two thousand and three. First one, Raboni Kenshin. That's a classic. That that one definitely introduced a lot of people in it. I, I." i i there was a lot of people a long time ago that weren't into anime and they knew what Kinshin was so it 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 grabbed it grabbed people that even things like Dragon Ball and stuff did not grab people um it just had its own it's the whole samurai gig i mean it's so cool I, guy with sword it looks really cool a lot of the art and stuff for it just kind of grabs anybody no matter i mean you didn't feel like a weeb walking around with a kinshin shirt or something like that so it was definitely able to kind of bridge a lot of the cultures when it first came out.
1: I love it. I I think that that is one of those that it it's just like um Inuyasha in in a lot of ways. Uh, Kenshin uh it, his 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 aspect of the reverse blade sword and and how he refuses to kill and then he comes up into the situation of having to deal with somebody who is trying to um destroy the country so he has to um to fight against him and he has to get past the how can i get my edge back without uh having to descend back into uh death and and i love kenshin it's it it has so many aspects i love the um the aspect of the quote-unquote special powers that are realistic um they're for a lack of a better term it's not they're not completely realistic but they're bordering on that edge of being realistic so and they have uh, you know science involved in all of that to to try and explain it and, and i love uh Kinchin. i think it was brilliant and i would have a hard time with uh with imagining going into something else after Kenshin. Why, what would you go to after uh, Kenshin? I mean, maybe Dororo. I there, There's so many that's, it, it's such a brilliant show and, and I would have a. I I, I could see that wouldn't be a hard one to follow. Yeah.
0: Dororo been, would be perfect after that. Yeah. Honestly. Uh, Sonic X is the next one. I don't know which Sonic that is. I might've watched it. <laughs> I don't know. I watched a lot of song back in the day, but I think it was one of the earlier TV stuff. So, um, I don't know, One Piece. Can't comment. Um, I give you a lot of credit. That's one of these days I'll get on that One Piece thing. Apparently, a lot of people are well, super excited he, about the, the recent episodes. Does
1: so. does mention that he started in 2003, so it makes sense that now we're finally talking to him about these shows. Yeah, yeah.
0: Finally got around. <laughs> but now there's a lot of excitement about the recent episodes, so it kind of makes me want to jump into it even more now. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Another Prince of Tennis, man. I didn't. I didn't know anybody that I knew or around our community watched Prince of Tennis. Now we got two people already that are that watch Prince of Tennis. Um, I need to get on that one. Uh, Detective Conan. Right after that one, I've dabbled a little bit in Detective Conan, but I haven't really watched too much of he it. He went so.
1: hard in the shonen. Yeah,
0: you're going. You're going like super deep into the world of Japan. Um, Naruto. Right after that one, definitely another one that's up there. I as much as I. Have dropped off on it. I mean, it had me like super hard for a long time. That sounded really bad. It had my heart. It had my attention <laughs> for a really long time, and it never let go. Get your minds out of gutter. Uh, seven Shogunoshana. Excellent. I, I hopefully that one it, again. We had. I have to remind myself you're talking about your order of what you watch shows. Hopefully that was one that really grabbed you and pulled you into the world of anime. I love Shogunoshana. I'm so happy that I got as many as I did in the chipboard box versions cuz I just love the series. It's one of my first that it is technically I think my favorite of the reekagemia shows if I I'd have to sit and think about it, but I think it is I mean obviously like Toradora is excellent, but like personal place in my heart was Shana, so
1: I personally lean towards Torogoro, but there's nothing wrong with Shana, so...
0: Yeah, they're very different, obviously. <laughs> it's it's hard to really pick them against each other. Like I said, it's just, Shana's just Shana has a special place in my heart.
1: But, um, my Hime... Actually... Um you spelt my wrong. That's <laughs> M like, 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 A, he, a I. actually, Actually. I don't know. I
0: didn't know what he was doing with his face. He was doing something like he was I trying have to. No find, glasses. He was trying, like finding something to touch to show that he's touching his face like he's got glasses. He's <laughs> like he's pokes his eyeball at contacts. Actually. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do that as a spoof. Nobody still that idea. Just like a spoof where you're like this guy that's like runs into somebody and he goes, actually and he pokes his glasses up and then you have this other guy walks up and he, after he puts his contacts in and goes actually and pokes his eyeball. <laughs> Anyways,
1: that was a long joke. Yeah. Uh My Hime is a fantastic show and that, that that's giving you an the other side of anime. So I I absolutely applaud that you've um you're you're obviously getting the other side of What was the other one? My Atome, yeah.
0: Yeah, I get weird. It got weird. I enjoyed My Hime, but man, the sequels didn't didn't capture the original. The original one had everything. Like the original one was going for slice slice of life, goofy harem stuff mixed in there. And then yeah, by the way, uh, bad stuff happens, and then back to goofiness, and then over to some slice of life. It was a little bit of mystery a, t- thrown yeah, in there. As it did well. a really great mixture, and then it seemed like the other ones were just just bonkers goofy. Let's let's have a cooking match and stuff i think maybe that wasn't the first one i don't remember anyways bleach good uh, I'm, I'm hopefully you're excited for the upcoming season of that one but yeah bleach is bleach is solid i i still think to this day that bleach is kind of up there as one of my favorite shonens of all time i just i just love the style of it and i love the the character and world it kind of built yeah there's there's some there's some rough points in there, but overall, I think it still kind of stands as one of my favorite. I, I haven't watched Gintama yet, and I really want to watch that. But until then, Bleach has it.
1: You said it again, and everybody's going to start going. Why have you not watched Gintama? Because it's the same. <laughs> nobody as- says it. Nobody <laughs> says that. Nobody watches Gintama. <laughs> it's unfortunately, you like, are going to get so much hate most off of this popular,
0: one. but nobody watches it show. I don't know. I it it's obviously great because it's way up there in MAL. So, Hex Sign is the last one and hopefully it didn't make you stop watching anime and you're just faking that you're watching anime on our community. Hex Sign solid. I that was a uh, again technically my first introduction to isekai and it was incredibly good. Like it's the whole concept of the video game virtual reality stuff that we see way too much of these days, but it was, the, it was technically, like, one of the first mainstream ones, and it was really excellent. It had a really great build-up. The music was phenomenal. Like, the music still, to this day, if I listen to it, it's like, oh, God, this music's so great. Yeah, it is. And the ending just absolutely broke my heart, so... It's, it's really good.
1: It's one of those... Uh, you, you, your list is, by far, when we talk about most people get into anime via um, shonen's, Your your list is, like, the quintessential, this is the shounen route of getting into anime. Yeah, the only oddity there is probably Shana and Hime. Like, those are the two that I don't see in anybody's list, so it's kind of a shocker. I'm surprised that there's not a a Dragon Ball Z in there somewhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think most people probably just watch Dragon Ball. They still... It wasn't like, okay, anime. Like we said earlier, it's the sit down and say, okay, let's check out this anime thing. But... Interesting. Very interesting. stickman. Um says, and yes, uh, a number of my first shows were longer running shows. So you had plenty of time to build that up. So like I said, you've been watching since 2003. So you just got done with them. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But yeah, I hope you're enjoying One Piece. It seems like everybody's excited for it. Uh, Midas says, not quite sure about my first 10, but I do remember my first five. Uh, first one being Naruto. Again, I I, th- I see that being a lot of people's first introduction to anime, uh, no doubt. Uh, second, Lucky Star. Interesting. That was definitely something that had a craze back when, uh, back when that first came out. There was just a lot. It was like one of the first like memeable animes. Like there's this there's pictures everywhere on forums before meme was called memes. Uh, people just posted pictures and laughed at stuff, and that was definitely one of those. It just—it was everywhere. You could not go through forums without running into gifts of lucky star. I, of I was
1: actually about to say that when, uh, when all is said and done on this this particular list, and and, and Andrew, Andrew will go through it, 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 it. This is the kind of list that seems like you were in a forum that had some people who watched anime, and they kept saying you have to watch this or something like that and you went and go and check this out or check that out and it that's what this cu- list kind of feels like to me yeah yeah i mean it's good it's good though
0: i mean that that, that was the, always the thing back then was that yeah you had the lucky star fans or we were obviously tied in with the Azumanga Dio fans um and yeah, technically most everywhere especially during like you're saying 2008 um most people were Still at that point, saying Death Note's the greatest anime of all time, they're going to tell you to watch it. Um, even more so than like Full Metal Alchemist, I think most people will argue. There's a lot of people that, including myself, that will arguably say Full Metal Alchemist is technically like a perfect anime. The only thing that's not perfect about Full Metal Alchemist is that Brotherhood is its its best adaptation, obviously, because that's where they don't, you know, do the anime original thing. They go based on the manga, and it's an absolutely perfect show. But its fault is that Brotherhood requires you to watch the original to get caught up because it just jumps right into it. It, it just assumes that you watched the original that was anime original ending. So that's its only fault. That's the only reason it's not technically a perfect show. I almost kind of wish they would have re-adapted the first part of it just so it's a perfect, complete box set. But anyways... Klanod and Klanod after Star. Whoever suggests you to watch that probably hates you. <laughs> Anytime somebody suggests Anohana, Klanod, they hate you and they want you to suffer just like they do. Grave so, of Fireflies. Yes. Yeah. If you're if you're like, hey, I need some starter anime to get into anime, suggest some shows for me, and suddenly everybody's suggesting, yeah, technically the boy th- the show Boku no pico. and Boku no Pico. Yeah, and, and then the other one too. There's the the one with the brothers and sisters too. Yaksura or something like that. And they suggest school live to you. And then Klanad and Anahana. They hate you. They really want you to lead the form. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, thanks for the list, Midas. Um, Cool, cool stuff. Let's see. One more, maybe? See a lot of people just talking. You bad people. Get off the (laughs) phone. Get off the phone. it's just like this long thread of people and I I have to read each one of them to figure out where where there's an actual question. <laughs> Somebody putting out come on a your third show. Oh <laughs> uh, there's the story behind it apparently. Uh let's see here that's gonna be long. There we go. Darren. Darren says Pizza Hut or Domino's? Let the fight begin. Neither one. Bobby there you John's. go. <laughs> Neither one. How's that for an answer? <laughs> Neither one of them. And look at they're their uh, uh, yeah. it. So if, if I, I have to, it, if probably I have to pizza hut, but yeah. see this, this is the problem with pizza places in general is like, no matter where you're at, what city you're in, you're going to have a different experience at each one of them. And then the franchises are so, when it comes to pizza hut and Domino's specifically, it's just, they're so varied by each person that owns the, the actual place themselves and i've had better experience with pizza hut but i don't know again i can go to places where there's great dominoes but not good pizza Hut. so
1: generally i enjoy pizza hut over Domino's, but like i said i've consistently been happy with papa john's but that's me
0: yeah and again i think that's because around here there's there's good papa john places not good pizza hut or domino places but yeah i, I agree with that one i got some better spices in there too uh for says Macas or Hungry Jacks. I don't know. I don't know. I I think I know what Hungry Jacks is, but I don't know what Macas is.
1: Hungry Jacks is
0: um uh apparently is what Burger King is called in Australia. Okay, thanks Ira. <laughs>
1: oh. Okay. So Burger
0: King. So what's Macas? Wow. <laughs> so Ira, what is Makas I guess I have to go with Burger King. I I thought Hungry Jacks was uh uh is Macas Hardee's No, it's it's listing all of them. What is a Maca's? Is that Mickey D's?
1: Oh, it's McDonald's.
0: Is that what you guys called Mickey D's? Is Maca's? (laughs) Since when has Mickey D's been called Maca's? Is that, again, another Australian thing? I'm learning things about the weird under... uh, The uh, upside down down world. world. Yeah. (laughs) Something about those toilets going backwards. They decide to call things weird things. I think it's messing with their minds. So if, if Maca's is Mickey D's... And Hungry Jack's is Burger King.
1: <sighs> Neither technically Burger King. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> border, if I border on the edge on Burger King on, with that, honestly, the, I mean
0: the only thing I eat at McDonald's that I think is worth a dang is it's it's my go-to for travel food because I can I can travel a long distance on um, sausage egg McMuffin and. Uh, if I need something outside of a breakfast, I'll do a chicken nuggets. It's the only thing I'll eat on a trip. I, I'm i really strict about what I eat on a trip because otherwise it'll tear me up. Other than that, like if I can't have one of those two things, like it's they don't serve breakfast 24 hours and it's not breakfast, I might do the chicken nuggets. But if I need like a burger or something, I'm, I would probably go to Burger King before I went to McDonald's because honestly McDonald's, again, is probably different wherever you're at. But mostly... McDonald's just just tastes fake, like super fake. <laughs> like even the McNuggets taste fake, but and I I I miss that they used to have the dark meat McNuggets. I miss the dark meat McNuggets. They were so good and they yeah, they messed those up. But yeah, it's 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 between those two I guess per King, but like I said, I rarely ever eat there. I typically would eat on the trip and I'll do McDonald's. But other than that, I never really eat that either of those two places. So
1: me neither. I, 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 if I do eat at a fast food place, it's usually going to be Hardee's or yeah, or Hardee's a million times over. It's, 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 it's frustrating because I used to work at a McDonald's. I, um, I know if, if it's made properly, uh, uh, McDonald's burgers are absolutely fantastic But unfortunately 99.99% of the time They're not going to make it the proper way Because it's too It takes longer than their Time frame will allow For a lack of a better term And so uh, Most 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 uh, McDonald's will cut corners And that comes at a Detriment of the flavor So take that for what it is
0: There you go the the food geniuses here to tell you how to eat your food anyways that that is it we covered quite a bit i'm kind of happy about that we still have way too many so we're gonna probably have to at least we have plenty more for future discussionals so we'll keep going with the stuff again still keep them coming i don't want everybody to kind of stop making questions because they think we're done because we got still you know will will we'll, we'll burn through them pretty quickly if we have a discussion where we need a lot of questions. So definitely appreciate everybody that submitted a question Definitely appreciate I didn't even say rakubio again. You don't have to sneeze. You got a sneezy nose, don't you? Anyways, hope you <laughs> I mean anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Definitely appreciate everybody that supports us and everybody that listens to us, shares our stuff, it definitely helps us out. We definitely appreciate everybody's support. It uh if you do, again, if you want to support us, we have our website at spiritcom There is a link to our social media accounts, YouTube channel. Sub to us there. We have a Twitch channel. If you have a Twitch Prime and you're not using it anywhere, go follow us on Twitch and throw us your Twitch Prime. It doesn't really take much for me just to log in there and throw that our direction. We would definitely appreciate that as well. It's just like an easy way that if you already have Prime and you want to support us, it's an easy way to do that. So – or, and yeah, when you're there, check out our live streams, so – But yeah, we definitely appreciate everybody, and y'all take care.